friends, and welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren, and I'm so glad you're here. Every Friday, I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a dream that she's pursuing, or a passion to share. So do y'all hear something new? New theme music. I loved it, and I had to have it. It's kind of bright, cheery, ready for summer. This week, my guest is Angie Wilson. Angie is married to Tim. She has two boys, ages 13 and 9, and she has a lot of truth to share with you today. We talk about how when they were first married, Tim and Angie realized that there were a lot of issues that they had not worked through, and um, they're on the other side of it, and there's so much joy in their marriage. And if you need some encouragement today, you are going to find it through Angie. So here's our conversation. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Angie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited that you're here in my closet. Fun, fun. <laughs> Angie is my first guest, besides my mom, um, that has been recording in my closet because it's just, why not, right? And it's neat and tidy. <laughs> oh, for now it is. I vacuumed yesterday for you. <laughs> but anyway, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. I know that um, you have been a beacon of light for women, just the guidance that you've given about parenting. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm excited to hear about that, but also I'm excited about your journey and your story. Thank you. Thank Thank you for being here. I'm glad to be here. Okay. Um, All right. So let's talk about how we met. And we were talking about this earlier before we started recording that we're not sure if we have the same memory. Okay. I have actually two. I have one when you're young. No, when your oldest was in senior kindergarten. Who is now 13. Oh. (laughs) And I was teaching next door. Yep. Um, so I remember that. And then the second um, experience I remember is when we were having like a teacher's luncheon and mm-hmm. you were involved with the PTF and you spoke about prayer. Yes, I remember that. And I was just like, this woman is amazing. I was scared to death. Oh, it was so good <laughs> because it was so insightful and it was so good for us to hear a mom that is seeking after the Lord that love that you were doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. were walking that and showing your boys that. And so that's what I remember. Okay, mine's different. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, so my very first memory of you is when Garrett, my oldest, mm-hmm. um, we were interviewing for JK. Okay. And you screened him. <gasps> Really? So, and I'm, I'm totally mean this. I, you were the first face that I saw at school. <gasps> uh-uh. The first one that we interacted with. No and we walked out of there. And I, and after talking to you and, mm-hmm. and looking at the school, I was like, this is where God wants <gasps> us to be. Oh, my goodness. I love And that. all I could think was, I hope my son has her. He never did. Oh, but I was like, I he hope he oh has her at some goodness. point. So that was my first, that's my first memory. Oh, my, my first goodness. Time. I yep. love that. Thank you for sharing yes, that. It's so fun. Yes. I'll get really, like, exuberant about yeah. the school and especially in screen. Yes. Time. So I probably was over the top No, there. and, like, the question and answer time, I remember you answered so many of my questions. Oh, and, like, it was I'm so great. Glad. Yep. That's awesome. So I didn't know that. the reason that we're there. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so introduce yourself if people don't know you. Okay. Um, introduce yourself and tell me about your husband and your kids. Um, Tim is my husband. And okay. we just celebrated um, 17 years of marriage okay. um, in April. Yay. So, um, And then we've got two boys. Garrett is 13 and Graham is 9. So they're in the 7th and 3rd okay. grades. Uh. So we um, are just entering teenage years. Oh. It's exciting and crazy and yeah. all of the above. 
So um, that's our family. Okay, so you're a boy mom. I'm a boy mom. Yes, and I love and everything about it. Are I have never seen you not without makeup, and oh. I've never seen you without curls <laughs> and on your you hair, and you're gorgeous. Well, so you're sweet. That's really <laughs> funny sweet. that you're like boy mom. I am. Did you expect to be? I a wanted boy mom? boys okay. so bad. I'm one of three girls. Okay. So just the minute that we talked about having kids, mm-hmm. I just. I was like, I want boys. I wanted boys. Even after having it. the first one, uh-huh. our some of our family was like, oh, I hope you get a girl the next time. Uh-huh. I was like, I really want another boy. Oh, my goodness. So, That's great. Yes, I love it. So you're made for it. Yes, absolutely. Sure. Okay, and you just um, recently, we we both just became neighbors. We both moved yes. in like within a couple months, uh-huh. just kind of yep. about five minutes away. And I saw on Facebook that you had a snake. Yes. Tell me about the snake. Um, I'm really scared. Well, I wasn't home. I was gone that day visiting my grandmother, so I was glad. So Tim uh-huh. sent me a picture. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That he had to take care of uh-huh. the first snake, so I was like, "Oh, I've loved everything about living out here, <laughs> except for that." I know, and it's like I feel like it's coming. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I, after I saw yours, I was kind of like going in the backyard, just kind of because you know April, May are their mating seasons, okay, and that's lovely. why they come out. I know. I was like, okay, I just need to get to June. It's I know, real hot. I know. But I'm I'm waiting. Yeah, so. yeah. But and he was curled up. Yeah, Tim said he hit him with a rake, and then he, like, coiled up around Uh the axe that he had taken also. Uh So he had to kind of uncoil Uh him to... Uh to take care of him. I asked Jim, I said, how, I said, did that happen? He goes, yeah, when they die, when they're killed, they yeah. writhe and put yeah, it, I was like, hey. the whole thing to me, and I was like, ugh, hey. I don't want to have to experience that. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. We'll so, is it front yard, backyard, side backyard. yard? Backyard. And I went out okay. there last night to, I have some bird feeders, and I made uh-huh. them all go with me. <laughs> Bring the weapons and follow me. <laughs> yes, everybody's coming with me. So, hopefully, we can get through April and May without any Without anything else. Yes, that'd be great. Oh, I took a picture, a screenshot, did and you? showed Jim, I was like, all right, what kind is this? So everybody's anyway. like, that's the good kind. Keep I, it. Don't don't care. Care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if it's care. a good kind. Uh-huh. Anyway, okay, so let's kind of talk about your story. Okay. So you um, have two other sisters. I Are do. you the middle child or the oldest? I am. I'm the, the middle, middle child. child. My mom is mm-hmm. the middle mm-hmm. child. Yep, yep. They're the best kind. <laughs> yeah, well, good, good, good. <laughs> um, but so you grew up, did y'all grow up in this area? I grew up over in Arkansas, just right across the river. That's where I was born and raised. So I okay. grew up there, went to church there, high school, everything. So. Okay. So when did you come to know Jesus? Um, I made a profession of faith as a six-year-old. Okay. I was born and raised in the church there all the time. Um when I was a teenager, um, my parents went through a divorce, and mm-hmm. I just had some, just a lot of difficult things going on in my life. So I really went through a period of questioning my salvation, and I think it was mm-hmm. just insecurity because everything was in an uproar in my life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I thought, well, I've, this one thing I've got to be sure of. So um, at summer camp one year when I was, I think, a sophomore or junior, I was like, okay, Lord, I need to know for sure. Mm-hmm. So I... Did it again. Mm-hmm. But looking back now, I don't doubt mm-hmm. that I was saved as a six-year-old. I think mm-hmm. I was just really scared at that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So I've been a Christian since I was a little girl. Okay. I did the same thing as mm-hmm. when I was eight. And um, and and then when I was a freshman, I was really yeah. having struggles with doubting. Um, but I do believe that, too, right, is right. when I it's really knew yeah. when I was eight. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so take us through that. And then you went to school. Did you go to Arkansas? I went to Washita Baptist okay. University okay. Um, in um, Arkadelphia, Arkansas, near Hot Springs. Okay. So and that's then where I went to school. And you, then when I graduated, I moved back. I moved back here and moved to Memphis okay. in an apartment and, you know, started building my life here. Okay. So, All right. So what was your degree in? Finance. Okay. Yeah, so so I did you for start... some investment banks and okay. that right. type of thing for and a couple of years. How did you meet Tim? Um, we met just through mutual friends. He had met some friends of mine, and I came home one weekend and 
met him, and we just kind of hung out. Actually, uh-huh. me and my two girlfriends and him, we all just kind of hung out one summer and, okay. you know, just did things together. Yeah. And um, then we lost touch for, I don't know, a couple of years mm-hmm. and just kind of reconnected. Um, okay. So not a real exciting story. No, but, hey, no, that's, yeah. that's neat. I so like it. we dated for two or three years uh, okay. before we got engaged. Okay, so you got engaged, mm-hmm. and then you got married. When was was your wedding fabulous, and when it was, was it? Um, April 14th, 2001. Okay, yep. awesome. Yep, yep. April wedding. Okay, so you're married, and life, I mean, life is good, yep. right? Yeah. When did you know in your life that your marriage was in trouble? Well, I'll say this. When Tim and I were dating, our we both were Christians. We knew it. We even talked about it. But neither one of us was living for the Lord at all. We mm-hmm. just were doing whatever we wanted. We mm-hmm. did not have a godly relationship. Mm-hmm. It, that was just not a part of it. Sure. Um, when we got engaged, we both said, you know, we need to be in church. Mm-hmm. So we sort of cleaned up our act mm-hmm. and um, started coming to church together. Okay. And really kind of a slow progression started weeding out the sin in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of stopping the bad things, you know, mm-hmm. the things that we would consider the bad things. Yeah. Um, so we started eliminating some of those things. Um, but we never dealt with issues that you should discuss and talk about mm-hmm. prior to marriage. Before marriage. Uh-huh. So we just got married. And there were things that I kind of wondered about, um, mm-hmm. but we did not talk about them. So we get married. And honestly, it really wasn't long after we got married that I thought, you know, I think there's some unsettled business, mm-hmm. some things that we probably should have discussed more in detail that mm-hmm. we just never did. And a lot of people do that where they just go, I mean, you know, you do premarital counseling. I know we did. And you're like, I don't know what we're going to deal with. You right, know, you right. kind of just go into it blindly. And so. we didn't do any premarital counseling, mm-hmm. none of that, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't think is a good idea, but we didn't. Um, so the things that I struggled with and secretly thought this could be a problem, mm. I just didn't bring up. Oh. I just thought, you know, it's going to be okay. We'll get mm. married. We're getting involved in church. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to work out on its own. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I would say in the first several years of marriage, I don't know, two or three years, fine. And I would say really by about the fourth or fifth year of marriage, I started to feel really lonely. Mm. And um, and. All that I would that I'm sharing today, Tim would sit right here beside mm-hmm. me, and I'd That's say it good. all with him. He knows right. all of this, so I'm right. not um, saying something I wouldn't say. In right. Front of him. That's important. Yes, but he um, he just was. He's always just been a very closed off emotionally person, just because mm-hmm. of lots of things that have happened throughout his life. Mm-hmm. Some I knew about, some I didn't. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So we just walked through a long period of mm-hmm. working through stuff mm-hmm. that he had never dealt with and worked through. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that played out with him just kind of pushing me away. Mm. So I just began to feel really lonely and isolated mm. and by myself. Mm. So that creates, began to create problems. Mm. And do you think this was, was this year one, year two? I'd say probably three or four. Three or four. Yeah. So year three or four, you're like, mm, there's some issues. What did you what did you do about it? Well, for a long time, I still continued doing nothing. I really mm. just kind of held it all in to myself. I didn't share it with anybody at that time. Mm. Um, we argued a lot because I would express the fact that I felt alone mm. and by myself. And he really did not know how to deal with that. He just mm. he had no experience of dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of pushed me away mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. very unintentionally. Right, right. Um, so we just grew apart. 
Mm. Which is the group part. We we really got to a place that we were just living together. Wow. And this is year three or four, and then kids are starting to come along? Yeah, and when kids came along, yeah, Garrett was born. We were married in 2001. Garrett was born in 2004. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when babies are born, all that's a real exciting time. So mm-hmm. it kind of seems like things are better uh-huh. for uh-huh. a while, for a season. Mm-hmm. And then, and I would say probably for two or three years, they seemed okay. Mm-hmm. I think the children kind of bring mm-hmm. a fresh excitement and mm-hmm. a new bond. So mm-hmm. things seem okay. Do you think that you had children to to make things better? No, not or at all. It wasn't? Not okay. at all. I mean, okay. I always wanted to be a mom. Gotcha. Um, Tim Good. was very unsure if he wanted to have children mm-hmm. in the beginning, and he made that clear to me from the front end. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, later on said, you know, yeah. yeah. He's old, He's 10 years older than I am, so that okay. always kind of scared him. He's like, I'm going to uh, be an old dad, and <laughs> I don't know if I should do this. Yeah. So um, just our age difference, you know, that sure. kind of bothered him. Sure. Um, but he got over that, and yeah. we had two boys. But, no, that was never a, a thought of mine okay. that okay. There's, this is going to fix it. Right. I, I just wanted to be a mom. Right, right. So Well, that's funny. My mom and dad are 10 years apart. Are they? They are. So yeah. he was, thir- I think he was um, 34, and she was 24 when they got married. Yeah, so, we were yeah. like 23 and 33. Yeah, so yeah. About the so, same. That's neat. neat. Um, so then when I was dating, I'm like, now I can date men that are 10 years older, right? And they're like, oh, yes. <laughs> so funny. anyway, it was funny. I used that as a license to right, date right. who I wanted. Um, okay, so um, boys come along, okay? Things are a little better, right? Um, when did you know things were still not right? Garrett's 13, so it was probably, I don't know, when he was probably 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got, we were, we had really grown apart in every way, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally. There was very little between us, very little connection. Mm-hmm. And I just told him, I said, I think we need to get some help. Mm-hmm. And um, he he was a little resistant to it, but agreed. Mm-hmm. So we just started this long, painful process mm-hmm. of on and off for several years mm-hmm. of counseling, mm-hmm. which was Intense, probably. Absolutely of God. I mean, mm. he he used that miraculously mm. in our marriage. Mm. And we just walked through so much stuff. I mean, so a lot good. from his past and mine, too, and yeah. just how to communicate, how mm. to just a whole new way of life. That's so good. It really was. Who ministered to you the most during that struggle when you were in the middle of it? Well, I, I want to say this. First and foremost, I... I truly came to a place in my spiritual life and my relationship with Jesus that I knew, I was convinced that He was all that I had. Mm. And I've told people this a hundred times. If somebody, if God stood before me right now and said, I'll erase all of that, Mm. but you don't get to know me like you do, Mm. there's no way I would change it. I mean, Mm. I can't even put into words how my relationship with Him was forever transformed because Mm. He really was all that I had. Mm So first and foremost, I'm telling you, my relationship with him exploded mm. as a result of mm. the intense pain. Um, I did have two friends um, that I confided in about at the darkest, worst time. Um, and it was funny because I would share kind of different bits and pieces mm. of it with each of them. Mm. You know, um, they didn't both know everything. Uh, I um, one, I was able to be a little more real. Like, just say, mm-hmm. I hate this. Mm-hmm. If I could go back and change it, I would. 
I don't want to be in this anymore. I've had it mm. with no judgment, with no finger pointing, just a listening ear mm. and a sensitive sweetheart that mm. carried me through. And that would be something that I would tell other women. Mm. I think you need to be cautious in who you share yes. these things with because yes. you don't want to um, speak poorly of your husband to just everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to be careful, but it is so incredibly helpful to have a good friend. And I think it's important <clears throat> for you to not speak ill of your husband, but also have somebody that you know is a secret keeper. That's right. They can keep That's secrets. Right. That, that you can just say all this mm-hmm. stuff to, the real mm-hmm. stuff, the mm-hmm. not so nice stuff. Right. And not that you're speaking badly of him, but just saying, yeah. this is how I feel. Right. This and is what I'm struggling this with. This is our dirty laundry. That's right. And they can keep that safe. And, That's right. And that's with anything, not just confiding about marriage, but about jobs and sure. about kids and Absolutely. all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, so you had friends. You, of course, went to the Lord and just Absolutely. poured your heart out in him, uh, to him. And um, and I think he ministers to us in times like that, 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 like you said, you wouldn't take those times back. Right. I remember the no. time we went through infertility, and it was the times he was so, he, that I was so lonely and exhausted from it and hurting mm-hmm. that he was the closest. Mm-hmm. Again, this might sound kind of bizarre, but my one of my most vivid memories is a lot of times I'd go get in the shower just to escape from mm. everybody. Yeah. And I'm getting there and, you know, do my shower and then I would so many nights I would just lay in the floor mm-hmm. of my shower and that hot water would pour over me and it was as though he were just mm. h- hovering mm. over me in that spot. Mm. Just Wow. Holding me mm. and that water, I just envisioned it as his spirit just flowing over me. Mm. And they were hard, awful days, but mm. also some of the best as far as experiencing him and knowing mm. him the way that I have come to know him. Mm. So I think about those moments a lot. Wow. Um, it was just a tangible way for me mm. to, to feel him and to know him. Yeah. Did Tim see a difference in you? Um, well, I'll tell you what really turned the curve for mm-hmm. us, um, and I'll try to make it as short as possible. But mm-hmm. you know, it, the cycle was that I really wanted to make, I really wanted things to be better, and I really wanted to initiate. Let's let's get after this and make this right. Mm-hmm. And I did that, and I did that, and I did that. And he went along, but I didn't feel like he was really getting after it. Okay, mm-hmm. so we did that for a while, mm-hmm. and then I got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm kind of tired of doing all this work, mm-hmm. so I'm just I'm kind of done with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I got to that point, he was like, hold on a minute. No, 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 no. Mm. <laughs> I, I want this to work and to be right. And I had grown bitter and resentful mm. and all of the mistakes that had been made on his part. I was just, I mean, keeping a list of those mm. and I don't deserve this. And I had gotten really nasty in, mm. in my heart mm. um, just toward him. So um, I was in a discipleship group um, at that time, and we were going through um, Tozer's book, A.W. Tozer's book, The Pursuit of God. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a section in that book where he talks about Abraham's relationship with the Lord and how when God called him to sacrifice Isaac, Mm -hmm. it was like um, God wanted him to have the proper perspective of his love for Isaac and the Mm. relationship. Like Isaac had taken a place in his heart that was only for God. Mm. And God showed me one night as clear as could be, like you have made idols of your circumstances. Mm. Like that's all I thought about. That's all I pondered on that. I dwelt on Mm. the horrificness of my life and circumstances rather than praying about them and pursuing God. I'm reading this book about pursuing God, yet I'm just, 
thinking mm-hmm. of all these things that I don't like and I'm unhappy about mm-hmm. and how justified I am in it. Yeah. And so the Lord convicted me big time about that mm-hmm. and just called me to um, reach out to Tim. Mm-hmm. And the story is that we were sitting on the couch one night and my heart was about to beat out of my chest. And God is telling me, reach over and physically touch him like a hand, a hug. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had grown very cold and distant. Mm-hmm. There was very little anything there. Right. And I'm literally saying in my mind, I do not want to do this. I'm mm. not doing this. Why would I do this? Mm-hmm. I've been hurt. I've been rejected. Right. I've been betrayed. No. Mm. And the Lord just would not let me be. Mm. And I knew that if I didn't do it, I would be outright disobeying Him. Mm. It was so clear to you. It was so clear. Like, mm. He was sitting there whispering in my ear, like, do this. Extend a hand of love mm. and grace and mercy and forgiveness. Mm. Even though you don't feel like He deserves it. Mm. You know, neither did you. Mm. You know, when my son hung on the cross and died for you. Mm-hmm. So I did. And I can remember Tim, he kind of looked at me like, why is she hugging me? Because like I said, it was there very was cold. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that really began the process that's mm-hmm. gotten us to where we are today of just healing mm-hmm. and tree restoration. That's was amazing. me just laying aside my stuff, mm-hmm. getting those idols out of my heart and mm-hmm. saying, okay, Lord, I'm giving this to you fresh and new. Mm-hmm. I'm putting away all the old. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to let you do what you do. Mm. And um, it has been, you know, not perfect, obviously, because no mm. marriage is. Right. But radically different mm. from that moment forward. Before that time, did you ever consider divorcing him? No. And that was kind of a, the frustrating part because it's mm. like we'd sit in counseling and we'd go through all this. And mm. Tim was clear that I was not leaving. That was not an option for me. Mm. So it's like, well, if there's no option to leave, uh-huh. <laughs> things are miserable. What do we do? But no, we never and talked about divorce. We never considered it. Probably felt stuck. Yeah, you're I did. Not gonna See, and divorce. I said that in our yeah. counselors. I was like, yeah. I am stuck here. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is it for the rest of my life, and it's awful. I mean, yeah. you're like, this is a no go. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's really hopeless, right? You know, like yeah. I'm stuck, and I'm not going to get out of the marriage. But then I'm, I'm. And I can remember here. telling my friend, I said, you know, if I could walk away from this mm. and not. Um, displace the Lord, which I know that would have, mm. and not crush my children, I would be gone. I mean, mm. that's how much I was You were done. I was done. Yeah. But no, I was not going to go anywhere. <laughs> so God did a great work in your heart first. Absolutely. And then he was probably dealing with Tim and oh, his sure. heart also, yes, of course. Yes, yes, Um, And then that started the path. How was that path? It was slow, you know, just because, like I said, there had been years of no friendship, very mm-hmm. little physical intimacy, mm-hmm. no emotional connection. We were just li- just doing yeah. life together, yeah. kind of, you know, going through the motions. Um, but it, I'll say, instantly became beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. I longed to be with him. I missed mm-hmm. him now when he was gone during the day. I, mm-hmm. You know, we, we looked for a way to try to get away together. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like so the Lord said, you know what? When you lay all this down mm-hmm. and you truly surrender, mm-hmm. truly, I'm going to bless it. Mm. And he did, he has. And he did. He did. And so how many years ago was that, do you think? Oh, I wish I would have written that down. Oh, it's um, Okay, I, th- I think it's been six. a couple of years since I spoke at church, and that had been a couple of years, so I'd say okay. maybe about four years. So has your have your kids, I know they were super young, but did they see a difference, or they didn't really know I don't know that they really on. knew, because yeah. we did try to yeah. kind of yeah. keep it, yeah. you know. I mean, obviously, and I'm sure good. they knew. Yeah. You know, that things weren't great all the time, but yeah, yeah I don't know that they would say yeah. they noticed a difference. Yeah. That's wonderful, though, yeah. that you can come and see on the other side of things. 
Okay, um, I have something about the Titus 2 principle. Mm. What does that mean to you? Oh. Well, I've experienced it. I've been on the receiving end of it because I've had women pour into me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that Jean Stockdale and Donna Gaines have been used more by the Lord in my life than any other human being. Mm-hmm. Um, Jean's ministry and um, the mom's ministry, which I just listened to her podcast yes. with you yesterday She's as I was driving. So that is what the Lord used mm-hmm. to catapult me out of a complacent walk with him Mm. to like true Bible study and I've never turned back Mm. Um, so great and then um, I was I've been privileged enough to sit under Donna um, for discipleship Mm. and I just felt like she just added added to that um, and just deep it helped deepen my walk with the Mm. Lord Um, so I've experienced it I believe people just teaching me how to Mm. be a godly woman and now I don't want to say it but (laughs) I feel like I'm the older woman to some because (laughs) I have um, done a discipleship group, led a discipleship That's group, great. and some small group Bible studies, and mm-hmm. I get to share with these younger women mm-hmm. what you've learned, what I've learned, and so mm-hmm. it's you know if we do it God's way, mm. it works. Right, <laughs> I love that. Um, so I love how you said also that you reached out to him even though he doesn't deserve it, mm-hmm. and then and in your talk uh, a few years ago. You said, but neither did I. That's right. Neither did I deserve it. I love that. It stuck with me that you said that. And that's, you know, I think for all of us, I feel like that is for anything, for friendships or for for marriage um, or for kids, when we're raising kids, we we don't deserve it. That's right. So how can we look down our nose at others or our husbands or our friends and say, well, they don't deserve this? Mm -hmm. Well, I, and neither did I. Jesus right. did it for me. That's right. um, so I love that, that you said. And I love that you spoke that and then spoke it in the realm of, of, of struggling in the marriage. What would you say to a person, to a woman that is struggling in her marriage and doesn't know what to do? Maybe she feels stuck. What would you say to her? Well, first of all, your relationship with Jesus Christ has mm-hmm. got to be the number one priority of your life. Mm. I mean, digging deep. I don't mean mm. just grab a devotional and read it right. in five minutes and run off. I right. mean, mm-hmm. open your Bible, dig in, read the Word, read the commentary, read the notes in your study Bible. Mm. Seek the Lord with all of your heart. He says if we do, we'll hear from Him. Mm. So that's got to be the number one thing. So if you're not in your Bible and you're not praying, mm. you got to start there or nothing else matters. Right. Um, secondly, like I said earlier, I would... Um, Talk to a friend. It mm-hmm. helps to get that out mm-hmm. than to constantly keep it all stuffed inside mm-hmm. and, you know, carrying the burden along. That's not how God designed us. He designed mm-hmm. us for community, mm-hmm. and women need that. Yes, it's, we do. You know, especially when we're hurting and struggling mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. feeling. The devil wants us to feel isolated. He wants us yeah. to feel like we're all alone, and I did for years. You know, mm-hmm. like all these people that we're friends with, they have no idea. They don't get it. Mm-hmm. They can't relate. They, ha- You know. And so the devil makes you think you're the only one, and mm-hmm. everybody's going to think terrible of you if you come out and say, I hate my marriage. Right, right. <laughs> so <clears throat> find a trusted friend and mm-hmm. share with her and ask her to pray. I mean, these mm-hmm. two girls that I had, they prayed for me mm-hmm. relentlessly, and mm-hmm. I knew that they were. I knew mm-hmm. that they were. They checked on me often. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they let me air all my stuff and mm-hmm. loved me anyway, called me out when I was wrong, mm-hmm. you know, said, you know, That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. um, not to ignore it. Mm-hmm. I ignored it for so long, mm-hmm. just thinking it would somehow magically be better. Right. 
you can't. I mean, mm-hmm. the Lord gives us His Word to guide mm-hmm. us and to instruct us, and He intends us to use it. Yeah. So don't ignore it. Don't act like it's not there. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Yeah. And if you need counseling, I'm not saying that everyone has to go to counseling, but mm-hmm. it was very pivotal in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Biblically-based mm-hmm. counseling, mm-hmm. Um, yes, is a must. So how is your diff- your marriage different now than it was back then? Um, we are able to talk. Mm. <laughs> we can disagree mm. and share what we disagree about right. and hear one another. And mm. that was one of the main things that um, our counselor taught us was how to express our feelings without pointing a finger and gotcha. saying, you, you, you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're able to do that. And mm. I have to give my husband major credit. He mm. is a different man in that mm. department. He will listen to me. Mm. He apologizes immediately when he thinks he's hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. whether he thinks it should have hurt my feelings or not. Oh, that's and good. we um, just tend to one another's hearts. Mm-hmm. And we never did that. I love that. Um, I love being with him. I hate mm-hmm. being away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just something that we didn't experience for years. Oh. So. So it's a joyful marriage. Our I mean, kids I are grossed y'all. out by us, yes. so I feel like that's a good thing, right? That's absolutely good. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Well, I love. Thank you for sharing your story oh, about thank marriage you for and everything. Me. Um, tell me a little bit about parenting, because I know that you have a lot of great advice, and it's always going back to Scripture, and it's always going back to the Lord. What would be the biggest, maybe lesson you've learned? that we can learn or the best piece of advice about parenting that as a Christian parent, you are swimming upstream Mm. and you should have called me last night as we spent two hours talking with our 13 year old boy about why we have chosen not to allow him to have social media. Mm. And as we sat there and listened to him through tears, Mm -hmm. beg and plead his case and tell us we don't understand and we're not fair and I'm not like anybody else. Mm -hmm. The Lord just kept whispering to me, I've called you to be set apart, mm. and you're doing this upstream, yep. and do what I have laid on your heart. And I don't, that doesn't look the same for everybody. Right. Um, we've clearly decided that for our children, and um, just realize you are going to be going upstream a lot of the time, mm. but it's worth it. Mm. It's worth it. It's good. Yeah. I, I, and I've heard uh, a study that was done recently about, um, I don't know, or maybe it wasn't a study, but it was about middle schooler yeah it was a study I was talking to Alicia Sherwood a couple of episodes ago about a study that had been done um that middle schoolers that age are just not ready for social media of course we try to explain that to him and he's like how do you know I know (laughs) you're like well we did our George Barna research that's right because we're your parents and our job is to guide you and to say no when it's not popular and you know it would be easier just to say okay fine right to give in yeah because it's weary I mean I went to bed Mm. a wreck got up this morning Mm. felt like I had been run over by a truck yes just worn emotionally out yeah yeah But you've got to do what's what God's calling you to do, That's right. and that and I appreciate you because you're going a little ahead of of me and my son, and mm. so I appreciate that because I have y'all to look to and mm. say, okay, they did this, and that. I mean, that's what I've wanted to do, but y'all have your light. And I've been thinking, I've looked at, I've got friends with older boys as well that yes, help me, and I'm yes. not that I say, tell me what to do, but you listen right, and you right. hear what they have to mm-hmm, say about it, mm-hmm. and you pray about that, mm-hmm. and it's so helpful. It is, and you see <clears throat> that they're doing it. That's right, and you can do it too. That's so right. it's encouragement. That's right. Um, 
Okay, so at the end of every episode, mm-hmm. I get to chat and ask, what are you eating? What are you reading? What are you praying for? And what are you loving? So let's okay. start with praying. Okay. What do you do and what is your kind of system of how you pray every Okay, day? well, obviously our listeners cannot see, but I'm showing you just so I can kind of talk through it. I um, love it. Some people use a prayer notebook. Okay. Everybody's, you know, people have different methods, and there's obviously no right or wrong method. Just right. have one because okay. it helps, okay? So okay. I have a prayer box. Okay. And this is just a box that I picked up at Hobby Lobby, and it's full of index cards. Okay. Um, in the front, I have cards where I have listed, like, things that God is to me. You okay. know, just characteristics of Him. So I begin all of my prayer time praising Him. Mm. So before I start listing all my needs and requests, right. I, I praise Him. So mm-hmm. that's where I start. And then I have tabs here for my husband, my boys, our family and marriage, our extended family, others, myself, our city and nation, and then this big old section <gasps> of answers. I love that. <laughs> yes. So when God answers one of your prayers, Absolutely. you write it down and you put it there. That's right. So every day I will pick one or two of these cards. Okay. I'll pray through it, and then I'll put it in the back of that section. Okay. So I'm always rotating through these. I and when someone it. asks me to pray, I you write know. it down. If I don't. I forget. I'll forget. And I don't want to forget. Yeah. So I put that in my others section. Okay. And then I'll grab three or four of those a day and pray for those. I love it. So this keeps me um, organized. It helps Mm -hmm. me to not forget to pray for the things that I've told people I'm going to pray for. Yes. And, um... You know, so it's worked well for me. I love it. Are they four by six? Or are they They're three, three by, by five. five? Three, three by, five. by five. Okay, mm-hmm. so this could be a project that y'all can get at Walmart or Hobby Lobby Absolutely. and get it started. Absolutely. I love it. Because there are things that we want to pray for every day like you would have, but then there's some that we want to, there's a lot that we want to yeah. pray for. Yeah. And so if you divide it up, I love that. Yeah. And different things about your husband that you can pray for That's or right. your kids. That's right. I love that. That's, right. That's great. Good. I'll take a picture of it. And in the praying section, I do want to say, mm-hmm. um, one thing that the Lord has really spoken to me over the last few years, and now that my oldest is a teenager, even more so is, and I know we all know we should pray for our kids, mm-hmm. but I want to pray against those things that the world says they're all going to do. You know, every kid's going to do this. Every kid, you know, you can't be foolish enough to think they're not going to participate in that. Well, I think that's a lot of the enemy. Mm. And I'm not naive to think that there's no way they will, but I'm not going to just assume that they are. Mm. And one thing that's really weighed on me lately is their purity. Yes. Yes. And I know that it's rare that... Teenagers go through their teen years, you know, without sex, but it's certainly possible. There's many that do. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm just praying in the name of Jesus yes. that mine are sexually pure. So that mm. has been a real focus of mine lately just because of the world in yes. which we live. Yes. And I've heard that yeah. recently in yeah. the last few months is, you know, they're all going to do it. And I'm like, oh. I'm going to pray that they don't. I love it. I I'm going to pray that. that they don't. And then, because God hears those prayers and right. years and years of prayers. That's right. So, so I would encourage I moms great. to not buy into this lie that they're just going to do it. Yeah. But I'm going to pray against it. Mm, I love so, it. Yeah. Such good wisdom. Such good advice. Okay. I love the prayer box. All right. What are you reading these days? Okay. Right now I'm reading Raising Grateful Kids in yes. an Entitled World. I know you know that because yes. you're in the group with me. We um, are. It's good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Everyone get it. Yes. <laughs> it yeah. is phenomenal. And no matter, like, my, my oldest is 13, right. and, you know, initially mm-hmm. I thought, well, it's probably past the point. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. matter if they're 2 or mm-hmm. 16. Right. It's got some great truths um, yes. in it. So I'm reading that, and then I'm also kind of slowly working through Not a Fan yes. by okay. Kyle Eidelman. Um, okay. We're kind of using that in our life group mm-hmm. to work through Scripture. And um, 
So I'm not doing it super regularly, but yeah. when I have a few moments, I'm picking that one up as okay. well. So those okay. are my two right those now. Those are good. Yeah. I like it. Um, all right. What are you eating? Because I snack. Okay. I'm a big snacker. Well, I have a healthy one and a not healthy okay, one. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> um, I try to do low carb as much as I can. Okay. I'm not, I'm yeah. not super diligent about it. That's good, though. So I have been buying these um, things at Kroger that mm-hmm. are like salami wrapped around mozzarella cheese. Just like yes. a little. Yes. It's like a little two-pack. Okay. So I eat a lot of those. Oh. I don't feel too super guilty about That's it. That's good because I love cheese, and I think I, I like don't want the bread. I mean, I can do without the bread. Yeah. If they're, if it's there, I'll eat it, but if it's not in front of me, yes, then I won't. they're great. Okay. So I grab like 10 or 15 at a time. Okay. And I like that. I grab that. I'm going to get that. And then my unhealthy choice is these pretzel nuggets that are filled mm. with peanut butter. Mm. Have you no, had I them? No. Oh, I wish I had never tried them. They're fabulous. <laughs> Because it's the salty with the oh, creamy. So good. Oh, my goodness. So you I get those at Kroger, too? Um, what did I get? I don't remember. I think you can get them anywhere. Okay. But <gasps> I grabbed some not long ago, and okay. I can't stay out of them. So oh, that's that my fun one. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. Those are great. Okay. What are you loving? What's something you can't just can't stop talking about or that you want to share? I'm loving living in the country, Ooh. minus the snake park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we recently moved about two months ago. Oh, no, about four months ago. Yeah, I know. Time goes fast, <laughs> right? before right? Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. And we've got just a little bit of land mm-hmm. and, you know, space for our boys to run and play and That's explore. Great. And we are thoroughly enjoying it. I'm mm-hmm. loving sitting on my front porch and hearing the birds and... Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I feel like an old grandma, but <laughs> no, that that's it, there's nothing like it. I was on my kitchen sink this morning with binoculars, mm-hmm. looking out the uh, window at chipmunks. Yes. So um, yes, we're I love we're it. really enjoying. That's um, so good. Enjoying that. It's great, and yeah. the boys love it. Probably. Oh, they do. Love they it. love it. Great, and Tim too. Yes, that's been fun. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on the podcast. Thank you. Just I appreciate so much it. wisdom, so much grace. You carry yourself with such grace oh, and love you. for the Lord, and thank so you. thank you for this. Well, I appreciate it so much. I enjoyed our conversation so much. What I love about Angie the most is her openness. She's an open book and how humble she is. And I think if I've heard one thing from her that has been the same every time I hear her speak is that God is revealing his character to you during those times of difficulty. If you are struggling with uh, something in your marriage, please reach out to someone and get that help. And if you'd like to talk to Angie, connect with me and I'll connect you with her. It's been a great start to May. I'm so excited. The warmer weather is here. And next week is the Friday before Mother's Day. And I'm inviting a very special guest to come and join me. So we will see you next Friday. And I look forward to it. Remember, we're all friends of a feather. Let's stick together. Be encouraged. And I'll see you next time.